If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Did you grow up with the Nest PlayStation? Star Wars cartoons and ABC TV. Do you like to think who would win in a fight between Batman and the Master Chief? Comics, games, movies, music, and TV. They're gonna tell you everything you need. Superheroes or nothing got your back. They're gonna save the world of geeks. Happy Halloween, everybody. It is time for another Turd or Treasure, the show where we bring you all of the reviews that we either couldn't get into the main show or in some cases were too long for the main show. Now, uh, we wanted to you know, bring to you some of these that were timely that we could have waited for the next show to release, but the, their release was this past weekend or right now in some cases. So I wanted to make sure we got to them to you in a timely manner. Uh, you know, it's it's Halloween in a couple of days. We've got another commentary coming out for you on Halloween. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But in the meantime, what are the reviews I have for you this week? Well, we've got uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3, as well as Destiny Connect, TikTok Travelers, the RPGs that have been taking up a lot of my time. I've finally finished them. Uh, I was very happy with them. But, you know, it, it, it was RPG Armageddon the last month, so <laughs> uh, it's nice to sort of have a clean slate now. Uh, we've also got uh, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz HD, which is on the PS4. We've got uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition, which is two-in-one RPGs on the Switch. We also have uh, my talk on the Roku Express and uh, the Roku Premiere. There is... Uh, also, a quick talk on Raging Loop and Cat Quest 2 from uh, P-Cube. And uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> there, was so, there was so much this week. Uh, there might be another review or two, but I, I might be saving them for the next show. I'm not 100% sure. It depends on what Birdman wants. I'll know by the time I'm done actually recording this. So we've got a, uh, you know, a fair bit of, uh, of a mix in here to talk about. Uh, now... As far as what's going on with the, the rest of the week, 
Uh, I should be seeing uh, Terminator 2, or Terminator 2. I should be seeing Terminator Dark Fate with my brother, I believe, on the Friday when it premieres. Uh, Birdman, I know, is seeing that on Thursday night because uh, he's a crazy man and actually wants to go in the opening show. But I guess uh, when you're like him and you're in a wheelchair, uh, you get doesn't matter if the seats sell out. You've always got a spot. <laughs> so for me, I'm seeing it Friday uh, in the afternoon with my brother and um, we're going to, uh, go to the theater that was the asshole theater that, uh, um, I got really mad at because of the Joker fiasco. So we'll see how that works. <laughs> uh, let's see if they make such a big deal out of, uh, us seeing Terminator. Uh, maybe, maybe they won't. Um, uh, if they do, I'll be sure to talk about it. Uh, in the last week or so, it's been uh, a blur because I've been visiting, uh, Birdman, uh, to get a bunch of stuff done. And in the, in that time, I fought a crackhead, uh, which was interesting. I laughed in his face, and then he got arrested. Um, <laughs> uh, the, it, it's been it's been interesting. Um, uh, as far as uh, any other shows we're doing, we we've got a few things in the works. I'm desperately trying to edit uh, and put together the After Dark special we did on mascara, which is a release from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing commentary on that. I'm just trying to put together a new intro for it so we're not using the same one. We should have a different intro for every show like they used to on Twig years ago. It's just it, it's very time-consuming to try to get everything uh, as, as perfect as you can make it, getting the right clips in there. So that's something uh, that will be a project for the next few days. So uh, that's enough about what's coming up. Without further ado, here are the reviews. This is a fair request, and I promise I will not judge any person only as a teenager, and that this is no more right than saying all teenagers are drunken dope addicts or glue sniffers. I have a couple quick ones here for you from P-Cube. Uh, first being CatQuest 2, which I've talked about before, but here I finally got the PS4 version. And I'm just briefly going to state for you know a little bit here that uh, no matter which version you get of this game, it's just fantastic. It, it's a fun little romp where you're you know, going through you know, the overworld, the dungeons, uh, action RPG style, Zelda smacking things around, uh, swapping between uh, your two characters, it's exactly what everybody wanted from a sequel, which I already talked about in the previous review, so I won't need to go into too much detail there. Uh, I would say if you haven't picked it up yet, it's great. Pick it up. And, it, you know, come Christmas time, if you can't think of something to get for somebody, maybe give them a copy on some platform. Uh, no matter which one you pick, it's going to be fine. It plays perfectly on any platform. Just the design of the game is very well done. Now, the other game in this uh you know two one two punch is uh raging loop this is the new uh visual novel psychological horror game from p cube and i won't go into the story because that would just ruin everything for this uh, i can say this it has a very unique art style that i've not seen in any other uh, visual game before or sorry visual novel game and uh it, it, it's because of that uniqueness i was compelled to play it more and more uh, I'm going to throw uh, you know, a link to it, at least for a trailer of it, in the show notes. So it's worth checking out to see if it's you know, your style. There are lots of twists and turns. Uh, there's, 
interesting. I'll, I'll talk a little more about the the actual mechanics of it because you know by now how these visual novel games play. You, you have branching stories that you can unlock and you choose to go through. And if you play it through it a few different times, you can get different endings and, and yada, yada, yada. So you know whether you like that style of game or not. But something interesting here. Uh, if for some reason, you know, sometimes save files can get corrupted in, in multiple ways. That's not a, a normal thing, but it can happen. There are ways to just go into this game and, you know, unlock them. Or if, uh, if for instance, you know, you've played the game once and then you're like, you know what, I want to see all the possible pathways. There's In the settings, you can actually go in and just unlock every pathway. And you can sort of view the different paths that you would have taken. Uh, it's really highly recommended that you don't do that at the start because obviously it's going to spoil the whole game for you. But if you've played through it once or played through it twice and you want to just sort of see how the diverging paths and how, how everything would have gone... You can just click a button and go boom, unlock, and it will give you all the warnings, you know, saying don't do that if you haven't played it, blah, 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 blah. But it's really neat that they included that. Not a lot of games include that. And I, I just thought that was something that I should mention here that, you know, you don't have to go through this log of playing several, many, many times if you don't want to once you've played through the game at least once. You can go through and just go boom, let's see how this all ended up, which is pretty neat. So, uh, you know... I'm going to put links in the description for so you can go right to the PCube site and check them out. Uh, I would say if you're a fan of psychological horror games and especially visual novel games, it is worth checking out Raging Loop. It's not going to be for everybody, obviously, based on the genre and style, uh, but it is worth checking out. At least, you know, give it a look. And as far as Cat Quest 2, it's a no-brainer. If you like Zelda, you like action RPGs, you like cats, pick it up. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz was originally on the Wii, and I missed it because I was one of those guys that had a Wii at the beginning, got bored of it, and sold it pretty much right away. Uh, and I heard, you know, from friends that had had it that it wasn't the best in the series, but that they hoped that it would, you know, maybe you know come out again later on, sort of thing. And that's what's happened here. Uh, I've got a review copy on the PS4 to check out, and it's pretty darn good <laughs> it's an hd you know sort of uh clean up tweak up uh definitive edition if that makes any sense and it's pretty darn good I i'm feeling like maybe it was just you know not great because of the wii platform or something because this is a pretty darn good game uh if you've played any monkey ball title in the past you know what you're in for here and i kind of hope that they bring the other titles into a compilation with this in the future like they could, they could put a few of the titles together and, and charge like a, for a full price game, and I would say it's worth it. Uh, as it is, this is you know a discount title, about half price or l less than retail, which is uh, probably where it should be sitting at. Uh, in that you know it's not the kind of game you'd expect to pay uh, you know a full retail sixty American, eighty Canadian anymore for. So that being said, I can't really find any faults with it. It's actually just a pretty fun game. So if you like Monkey Ball, it's a no-brainer, you know, now that you know it's not glitched or broken or anything. And if you're somebody new to it, it might be something to, you know, pick up and play with your family. Because there's not been, as far as I can tell, a Monkey Ball title on a major console in quite some time. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, if you like this, uh, you know, buy it, play it, and that might be an incentive to bring more titles over or maybe create some new titles because that would be really neat.
It's time for a one-two punch. And what is that? That is Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition on the Nintendo Switch. Now, this is the both titles that have been released in this franchise. Now, Digimon has had you know good games. It's had games that weren't so great. It's had a few concurrent series. There's Digimon World, which is the sort of action RPG game that a lot of people see. But this is... Cyber Sleuth is the traditional JRPG that is... Uh, I would say much better received. Uh, it, it seems to always get better reviews, so I don't need to go into detail on whether or not these games are good because they were released a few years ago. They are good. This is just the cleaned up repackaging of both of them with uh, a new menu system that lets you navigate if you want to go to either game. And overall, putting them together, you know, with slightly cleaned up visuals, slightly you know tweak things here or there. There's a, uh, a slightly retranslated script. There's, uh, you know, just the little enhancements that you'd like to see in these kind of titles. And it works quite well. The Both games are going to give you plenty of hours. Like, you're going to get easily over 100 hours between these two games or more, depending on how much you want to put into it. And they are, you know, I'm very happy with how these releases are coming out now where you're getting these collected titles at the end of, well... Well, end of the console generation for everybody but Nintendo, because <laughs> Nintendo sort of started smack dab in the middle. So Nintendo is getting this, uh, you know, a few years after the PS4 releases came out, and I'm surprised how well they were able to translate them because I have played the first one. I had not played the second one before this release, but to me they looked identical to their PlayStation counterparts, which is a hard thing to do when uh, you know porting down to lower hardware. But these games have an art design and style that is a little less taxing on, uh, you know, CPU and GPU requirements. So I didn't encounter any frame rate issues. I can't tell if it's running at 60 or 30 because the game's style doesn't necessarily dictate super fast motion. So I was super happy with it. Uh, as far as audio is concerned, it sounds great. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's you know, not going to have, like, you know, massively changed things like English voice acting or whatnot. But uh, they are fun to play through. There's not a slog uh, amongst them. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, gameplay, they seem to have tweaked little things here and there to make them a little more responsive. Uh, but it's it's exactly what, you know, a, a bundle should be. Slightly enhanced, slightly tweaked, uh, you know, bug fixes here and there. Nothing too uh, substantial because the games were already great when they were released individually. This is just a nice way to get both in one package. Basically, you're getting two games for the price of one, and now you can take it portably on the Switch, which is worth it in my books. So check out Bandai Namco's Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Medieval, the uh, remastered remake, uh, however you want to call it, for the PlayStation 4 of the PS1 Classic, uh, has been out now, and I've had a chance to check it out. I... I've seen other reviews and people are saying, oh, it's, it's, it's not as good as it should have been and there's stuff that needs to change. I'm sorry. I think a lot of the people reviewing it didn't play or love the original. Uh, I actually didn't own the original until, oh, 2003 or four when I picked it up. But it was one of those games that came on, I think it was a PlayStation demo disc. And I played the demo over and over and over again and fell in love with just the demo aspect of it until I got to play the, the actual full game really enjoyed it yes a lot of the gaming mechanics in it uh are you know unchanged they're very uh ps1 but that's the point this is not supposed to be a complete reimagining this is a you know 
true and true graphical overhaul. Uh, you know, it's not a reboot; it's a remake, and there's a, a distinction between there. So, I fully enjoyed it. It's graphically very impressive, and I would say it's probably one of the more impressive, uh, you know, ports if that makes any sense out there and the things retailing for 40 bucks they're not asking you know 40 bucks canadian they're not asking the 80 canadian that you're used to it's half a retail and they did a really really good job as far as uh you know making that game's mechanics work in the ps4 era and playing it on my ps4 pro i played it at 1080p uh so that I could maximize uh, frame rate and not have my system scream because, again, I have a launch PS4 Pro. It's showing its age. The PS5 can't get here soon enough because I don't want to have to upgrade to another PS4 Pro before then. Uh, but my, my system does squeal like a pig when you play things at 4K. Uh, now, as far as uh, like audio, it, it's just honestly... It's top tier. Like they, they do a really good job in house when they make first party ports onto the PS4, especially the upgrades. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't get more fanfare when it came out, but I've been enjoying it like the whole time. And it's the fact that it's half of a retail price for a remastered full game, and this isn't just like a upresed game. Like it's full 4K textures with brand new particle effects and and just tweaks here and there. It, the only thing it didn't change was some of the gameplay mechanics and style that people you know, might not be used to today. But that doesn't change it being a very fun game. And I'm sorry if other reviewers out there have had trouble with it or, or, or they want to be snobby about it. It's too fucking bad. It's a fun game as is, and I wouldn't want to change it at all. Uh, I'm going to highly recommend it, especially as a stocking stuffer, because you know who would say $40 is a stocking stuffer? In today's day and age, it kind of is, especially if... You end up picking it up. You know, let's say you don't have the money for it right now. I should pick it up closer to Christmas. It's probably going to be one of those games that Sony puts out for an extra 10 bucks off or something like that. Uh, as is, it's still worth picking up. I would recommend it at its full price right now. Uh, if you're unsure, check out a YouTube video on the gameplay of it. But I really, really enjoyed it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Hold that thought, it's crapper time. Destiny Connect 
TikTok Travelers, there's a tongue twister for you, is the new RPG out from NIS America. And what is it, you might ask? Well, it's sort of a throwback to mid to late 90s uh, RPGs. It has a very Dreamcast feel to the, the design. Um, the best way, I'll get into the story, but the best way to describe the visual design of this game is uh, what if you took Jimmy Neutron, the cartoon, and mixed it with uh, uh, mixed it with like Chrono Trigger and some of those elements there, and that's you get Destiny Connect TikTok Travelers. So, uh, <laughs> what is it? Basically, you play as a little girl who uh, witnesses time stop for her town, and you find you don't freeze, and your friends don't freeze, and you have to find a way to unfreeze the town, uh, which is Clockney, and there's a whole bunch of puns involved, obviously, and you find a robot that can travel through time and you're going through different time periods trying to solve puzzles and figure out you know how to fix the world and yada 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 uh you know that's where that sort of chrono trigger element comes into play it is a turn-based rpg where you control uh your party and there's a, a you know active time not active time battle similar in system to the final fantasy 10 where you can see the the order of attacks and Depending on what you select, will change the order that people are going to attack in. So that's kind of neat. It's a simplistic system. I'm not going to say baby's first RPG, but this is more like if you have small kids that want to get involved in an RPG, this might be a good place to start because it's not overly difficult and it's a very simplistic system. Uh, anybody can play a la Pokemon, maybe. Uh, and, you know, there aren't any voice acted parts, but. Uh, the characters are very uh, emotive and uh, they almost pantomime their scenes. It's a very 90s feel to this. It's like, what if uh, you know a 90s RPG cinematics was turned into the actual gameplay? You know, that sort of look, you know, where, where it was like a 3D cartoon in a very American style. Like, this is a very American-looking RPG. Think, like, Secret of Evermore. Uh, for anybody that knows, that was the RPG that was done by the Square Enix USA studio, the only one, and it was made to be in the same style as Secret of Mana, but people didn't take to it. I personally loved it. You got to have a doggy as your friend. <laughs> but it's got a very American design on purpose, uh, evoking uh, the 1990s, and then you jump around to like the 50s, 60s, and then to the future. So everything has uh, that very 90s and retro aesthetic. It's very cool. Uh, each character has their own sets of moves and attacks you can do. The battle system is interesting in that it's, like I said, very it's turn-based. Uh, but you build up your SP, like your, your special move uh, mana pool, and they're based on different levels. Uh, the more you wait, the more powerful attacks you can do. Uh, and there are things to that buff your party, revive people. There are uh, traps you can set for people where you can cast it on them, and as soon as they move, they, they get hurt sort of deal. Uh, it's just, just very... Easy to learn, uh, but it can be a little deeper than you might expect. Now, your robot character that you encounter uh, has the ability to change costumes similar to changing jobs, and it's pretty cool. That way, there are little secrets to find in the world that uh, you can take back to uh, you, like your home, and you can exchange them for costumes and you know little neat things like that. Basically, when everything freezes, inanimate objects come to life, and you have to fight them. But some things are good, like, for instance... Uh, your iron, like, you know, your actual iron for ironing clothes, uh, <laughs> becomes uh, self-aware, and it's the, the, uh, the NPC that you exchange items with to get new costumes. 
uh, your uh, your hair dryer that you love turns into your weapon. So it's the gun because of the, the love you gave it or something. There, there's, it's it's very very anime-y, but but weird because it's done in a very American design. Uh, like it's, it, this is obviously a Japanese game, but they have a love for American pop culture, and, and it, sh- it shines completely through in this. Now, uh, as far as you know, I've talked about the visuals. How's the audio? Uh, there are a lot of repeated songs in this. In that there, there isn't. It doesn't have the super depth that you might have in a AAA RPG, but the songs that are there are very enjoyable. And the game is in surround sound. I was very surprised with this. A lot of lower budget or mid range budget games still go, especially Japanese ones, still go with a stereo design, especially for a turn-based RPG where it's not maybe as critical. That being said, this game is in full surround, and I was very, very surprised, and it has a really bombastic, fun-sounding soundtrack for all of the uh, the town overworld, the battles. Uh, not to the level where I'm, I'm going to be you know, memorizing it and, and hearing it in my head days and days and days later, like some of the most famous RPGs out there, but you are going to have uh, moments where when, the, when it does cycle through to the songs, you're like, oh yeah, I love that song. So, you know, good soundtrack, which is always a plus for an RPG, especially when you're going to be spending hours upon hours in this game. Now, the one cool thing was, if you got the first run of this game, if you pre-ordered it, or if you're lucky and you can still find uh, the pre-order bonus in stores, uh, it came with COGS, which are POGS. <laughs> so, if you remember POGS from the 90s, I don't know how big they were in the States, but in Canada, they were king. They were like the most popular thing before Pokemon cards and I wanted to get my hands on them unfortunately I got digital copies of this game I was able to try it on both the PS4 and the Switch and they play identical on either so I don't I didn't see any visual differences whatsoever the game is very well optimized and scales to both so that's a plus uh, if you're looking for something to you know kill some time with I would say uh, it's not going to matter which system you get it on if you want to play on the go portably, you can because you can save pretty much anywhere. So, you know, you can get it on the Switch. You can get it for your, you know, home console. Whatever you find is is up to you. There's not like a benefit to either, really. Now, as far as, you know, getting a family RPG, getting somebody into it, this would be the game I would introduce kids to. So, you know, and for that, there's not a whole lot of other games that are like that other than Pokemon out there. So this is a good, you know, a pretty good option. So I would say check that out. Earlier last month, I had the chance to go meet with Roku and see their upcoming, uh, which is now released, uh, new line for 2019 of their Roku streaming players. Uh, I had the opportunity in the last week or so to uh, check out two of them. I'm hoping to get the third one to check out as well to see how it compares, but I had the Roku Premiere and the Roku Express. The Roku Express is their entry level, uh, you know, one that retails for $39.99 Canadian. Uh, and for $49.99 Canadian for the premiere. Now, what do you get for $39.99? I've talked about it briefly before that it's it's their 1080p entry level model. Uh, it's enough power just from plugging into the TV and so on. Like the, it, it's the you know cheapest way right now that you can get uh, online and make a smart TV if you don't already have one. And it works just as you know as it says out of the box. Pretty easy to set up. Uh, if you've ever set up any streaming player before, it's a very similar process. It'll prompt you to do it from your phone or from a laptop. Enter the code to pin it to your account, and bam, it's ready to go. Now, 
Uh, I tried both of these, uh, you know, at the same time uh, in my bedroom, which to give a bit of background, I have the, in my apartment, the, uh, I have gigabit internet, uh, business internet coming in as two rooms away, but the design of the building makes it so that a wireless signal isn't the best in the bedroom, like the master bedroom. Now, uh, I normally wire everything up, so I've got, uh, like I've got a hundred foot <laughs> ethernet cable uh, running to the bedroom so that I can uh, plug things in direct when I need to. Uh, Wi-Fi has always been problematic in there, with the exception of my Pixel 2 XL phone and the new, uh, the new, uh, iPad that came out, uh, well, I guess that's last year's iPad. Uh, they can both get my 5G connection and uh, you know, with about three bars, and they can get uh, four bars actually on the, the Pixel 2 XL because it's got a really good antenna in there. And I can get five bars, uh, basically full strength with the original 2G uh, connection in there, which is a little slow for running certain things. Now, uh, I did want to test these guys to see if they would accept an Ethernet uh, through on the Go connection, which is where you take pretty much every other device on the planet uses these, where you can plug into the power in the back, which is a, a micro USB. It'll have a Y splitter with one that goes to power uh, into your you know your little phone charger or power brick, and then the other part it has an Ethernet cable port, uh, and literally every other product on the planet seems to use these. The Roku never had in the past, and I was hoping they had changed that for this design. They did not. That's the only downside I can see to this. They they work as intended uh, with the 4K versus the, the uh, 1080p version. I did not see any difference in interface. They work uh, right out of the box. The TV in the bedroom is not HDR capable, uh, but it is a 4K television. So, uh, you know, I, I have a Roku... TV with uh, 4K HDR in my living room, so I already know what that experience is like. Now, as far as in the bedroom goes, uh, playing them was perfectly fine until you go to 4K. Uh, I found that with the with the Premiere, it just wasn't getting a strong enough signal to be consistently giving me a decent data rate for 4K uh, over my 2G connection. And the disappointing thing is the Wi-Fi built into both of these devices do not support they don't support wireless AC which is the 5G connection, uh, which is really disappointing because every device in the last five or six years has. So I was really surprised that they didn't support that because that speed and uh, would have allowed for 4K streaming no problem uh, at the highest data rate that, that 4K could do with, with all the HDR and the Dolby you know, uh, Atmos audio. It would have had no issues. Uh, in fact, I've had other devices in the room that have no issues with that. Uh, the Chromecast Ultra... Uh, I've had Android boxes in there. I've had my computer laptop plugged in and it has no issues streaming that over the, the 5G connection. So I was really surprised that it didn't have that and then didn't also give you the option. If it gave you the option to plug in an OTG cable to get Ethernet working on it, I would have had no problems. So as it is, in my case, running with the Express, the $10 cheaper version, running at 1080p is basically the same experience as running the 4k because i can't really get 4k signal properly through that now you know this is your cases will vary if you are closer to your uh your to your router you don't have any interference uh or if you're not as i'm not a big snob when it comes to 4k content but I, if it says it delivers 4k i want it to deliver 4k at the best bit rate best quality possible otherwise what's the point you may as well downgrade to 1080p at a, at a stronger signal 
So uh, I was a little disappointed that they couldn't do that. Now, the Roku Streaming Stick Plus, which is uh, their, uh, their one step up the highest level that you can get, uh, does have apparently extended range, uh, has a better antenna, and supports the 5G network. Uh, I seriously have my doubts at this point that it will allow an OTG cable to go with Ethernet, but if it just the fact that it has 5G and it has uh, the stronger antenna gives me hope. I, I do plan on getting a copy of that. I'm going to contact Roku to see if they can send that one over so I can do a comparison, because if that one does that, that would be my go-to for pretty much anybody that is you know, not within 20, 30 feet uh, or maybe 30, 40 feet of their router or if they have to go through ob obstacles like extra doors or their, their layout of their apartment is shaped differently or something. But as it is, if you're a student or like if you're like if you're a student in a dorm or in a small one bedroom or you've got a really strong Wi-Fi signal, you're not going to have any issues playing any of this stuff. They're going to be perfectly fine with either one. Uh, if you have a 4K TV, obviously go with the Premiere. Um, if you don't have that or you don't care, you just need something to get on, you want something that streams immediately or you want something for an extra bedroom or a smaller TV, then go with the Express because you're going to get basically the same experience out of both, just one supports 4K and one doesn't. Uh, but again, I do want to check out the Roku Streaming Stick Plus because that's the one that has all the bells and whistles in it, so hopefully I'll get to do that. As it is, I can recommend both. The, and again, the only downside is that all of their competitors right now support either OTG uh, Ethernet or have Ethernet built right in, and they, but there's a trade-off. They cost a little more. So these are the cheapest on the market, but they also have some sacrifices when it comes to connectivity. So you have to weigh that out in your head. If you just need something that connects and has a really simple, easy-to-use interface, uh, you know, I can't recommend Roku enough. It, it, you know, my, my grandma has one for her television, and, you know, she, doesn't, she hasn't learned how to use the VCR, you know, back 30 years ago, but she knows how to use the Roku device. <laughs> so that tells you something. It just works. So I'm pretty happy with it. You know, one little, one little downside doesn't really bring down, in my overall opinion, I think they're going to make pretty good stocking stuffers, especially at the $40 price point for an entry-level one for somebody who doesn't already have a smart TV. Uh, it would be good for, you know, the elderly or like grandparents, mom, dad, uh, or for kids going off to school if they need something for their dorm room. If they don't have, you know, a, a lot of people don't have a television, they just have a laptop or they have a, you know, whatever. You could just turn a monitor even if you, all you have is a computer and a monitor and you don't want to be putting extra resources on your uh, drag on your system, you can just have that and stick it underneath your monitor and you've got on your input to on your monitor, bam, you've got a smart monitor, which is pretty cool. So make sure you check them out. They're pretty good devices. That's the Roku Premiere and the Roku Express, the new 2019 models available everywhere. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 is probably my most highly anticipated RPG of the year, even more so than uh, Kingdom Hearts was at the beginning of the year, and that's because I've fallen in love with the first two uh, releases in the series, and uh, as you know, I've recently reviewed the uh, remastered editions that came to PS4. Originally, they were PS3 and Vita titles, and... Uh, you know, I had a ball of fun just basically going over the games again and uh, getting, you know, the ability to use like fast forward and all that sort of, all the, all the conventions that you see in a lot of remastered titles now. And uh, I was, you know, getting myself super psyched to get into Trails of Cold Steel 3, which is the first PS4 release in, in the series. There is another title coming out, uh, which we should get before, you know, based on the release schedule of all of these, we should get before the PS5 comes out and then 
probably a PS5 remastered version of these. Who knows? Uh, but this is the first big visual update that the series has had. Uh, it, it's not going to blow your socks off with like AAA super crazy high budget, but it's but it isn't like you know only a half step up like the uh, uh, the remastered uh, first and second games were. This is a pretty dramatic upgrade visually from the first two titles. Uh, audio wise, you get full surround sound, great voice acting as the series is known for, a ton of content. Uh, th- like these are very story driven games with a lot of twists and turns throughout. I won't be spoiling any of it because that's what you play these games for: are the interactions between the characters and how the grand scheme of things is going to fill out. Because with the Legend of Heroes series, there's uh, the, the uh, offshoots. Like there's different ones. There's, uh, Trails of Cold Steel, uh, uh, Trails in the Sky. There's a whole bunch of uh, you know sub series that tell the war and the world story from perspectives of all the different nations. Now, uh, as far as the most traditional Persona-like RPG experience, that's what the Trails of Cold Steel series brings you. The other series bring you uh, like tactical RPGs or different uh, you know subgenres. And, you know, this is the one I connect with the most. So I had the most fun playing this. It was great seeing all the characters come back again. And, you know, the basic premise is now some time has passed. And uh, Reen is now one of the sort of like an upperclassman teacher. And you've got a new wave of, of class seven students coming in. And you get to learn their stories. And it's, it's interwoven with what's happened in the past. And you sort of see what's, what's coming up in the future. And, uh, you know, these games are played out as chapters where you know each it's chapters in a saga of a big series think like star wars type deal so you know you can jump in and play this game without having played the previous two because it will do flashbacks and everything but you get much more out of it if you play the first two so and they're fairly cheap so pick them up if you haven't tried them yet they're great Uh, as far as the gameplay mechanics go they've done more to tweak it a little bit uh it took a little bit of getting used to because playing the, the first two titles uh, you know, now two or three times, especially moving forward with the HD releases, I got so used to the mechanics there. And this tweaks them a little bit, adds a little more. There's more uh, in-depth gameplay and, and mechanics involved, but never difficult. Like, it's easy to get a hold of and, and master. Uh, it adds some depth and complexity that, you know, I, I like to see in an RPG, but nothing like the junction system or anything. That you, <laughs> if you're afraid of, like, Final Fantasy VIII or something like that, it's nothing like that. Uh, it's just a fun, well-rounded JRPG. So, uh, I, again, I had a great time with it. Uh, as far as uh, gameplay, depending on how much of the side stories you do, how many, uh, you know, of the extra side missions and and uh, little slice of life pieces you want to get out of this game, you're gonna get anywhere from forty, eighty, or plus hours out of it. So it's well worth the money that way. Now, uh, if you uh, purchased the uh, you know the digital edition they come with some uh, little DLC p- uh, pieces all the, the standard JRPG pre-order stuff uh, it's already out now so uh, if you get the physical edition you may be able to get something there if it was you know from the first run which is pretty cool but if not you're still going to have a, a fun time with it uh, it, it installed very quickly there wasn't like a lag like a lot of other games have on the PlayStation Store to install. I found zero issues playing it. I'm playing it on a uh, PS4 Pro, 
but I do have my PS4 Pro set to 1080p because I find when you set it to 4K, you don't really see much of an improvement, and sometimes your system gets really loud. <laughs> now, uh, playing it, uh, you know, on an original PS4, this shouldn't be any issues. You're going to get probably your 1080p 60 locked. Uh, I got 1080p 60 locked with zero issues at all. So. Uh, this being a turn-based game isn't as critical when it comes to frame rate, but there is a consistent frame rate throughout. I didn't encounter any texture pop-ins or any glitches. I had no crashes, no issues. This is a solidly built, uh, very efficiently coded game. And if you like JRPGs, this is going to be one of the best ones of the year. Those magnificent bastards! Color me kooky, but something very odd is going on around here. You're not allowed to talk anymore. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, coming up next uh, tomorrow, uh, which is Halloween, we have a commentary at 7 a.m. It'll be dropping on the class of 1999. Uh, we wanted to get some more uh, commentaries out, but that was that was the visit where uh, where Birdman had his fall, and it, it basically. It drained him and and us in general. We weren't able to get as much done as we wanted to, but I should be visiting sometime soon. I think next week or something, and we're going to try to get some more of those guys done. Uh, We've got uh, a few things in the works, like I had said about uh, After Dark. We've got coming soon, usually Fridays or Saturdays is when we try to syndicate our programming. Anything that we were on with other people that we co-produced, like stuff for the GCRN, or uh, Nerd to the Third. So there should be a Nerd to Third out Friday or Saturday, depending on when they release theirs. We don't want to, you know, put out their release before they do, (laughs) because that's just rude. Now, uh, as far as uh, show topics and stuff coming up, we do want to have another prototype as we get uh, closer to Christmas. We're going to have our uh, Black Friday uh, guide up as soon as a lot of the flyers show up, and, and we can give our suggestions on what to pick up there. Uh, we are in the process of slowly putting together the, our Christmas buying guide. We've had some feelers sent out. Might be getting some headsets to review uh, more headphones because that seems to be something that uh, we're doing now. <laughs> and some other accessories and stuff from PDP. Uh, there's a light gun that should be coming out that looks interesting that actually works with modern televisions. Uh, there's uh, also uh, there's some other stuff coming in as far as games go, but it's sort of it's trickling along. Uh, there should be a review out from me soon, maybe on this coming show, uh, for Death Stranding. It just depends on when we receive our code. I have com- been confirmed that we are getting a copy of it, or we should be getting a copy of it to review. Uh, now, as far as Pokemon and other stuff like that, that's up in the air because Pokemon is Pokemon. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but there are other titles coming soon that we should be checking out. Uh, there is also, uh, I've got to crack into the cyberpunk red jumpstart kit. I'm going to be reading that over the next little bit. So is Birdman and we're probably going to play a game or so. We're not sure exactly when, but we are going to give our thoughts on the, uh, updated system, which is pretty neat. And it should get us all pumped for next year's cyberpunk, uh, 2077 release and the full cyberpunk red release, obviously. So that is going to do it. Oh, that's right. I just got in the mail. The Black Hole uh, from the Disney Movie Club. This isn't a review copy. I just p- purchased it. I just thought it would be something I want to mention. It's one of those obscure uh, 1970s after uh, like after Star Wars came out in Star Trek that Disney's answer to it that 
kind of fell by the wayside and now they don't need to worry about it because they own star wars now it's getting a it got a blu-ray release for the first time ever as a disney uh, club exclusive i bought it to be a part of that commitment that i have to it i only have to buy one more to to fulfill my commitment but I remember the DVD of it being uh, lackluster only because the visual quality was uh, lacking on that format because it was a very detailed, very expensive movie for them at the time. And from the looks of it, the Blu-ray looks fantastic. So it's not like a cheap up converter or anything. It looks like they've actually cleaned it up. There's no special features, though, which is surprising. It has zero on. They're not even a, not even a trailer from what I can see. But yeah, so I, I might just be checking that out for fun now that I've uh, cleared out a lot of my backlog. <laughs> so uh, that is going to do it. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with our commentary and back with uh, our syndicated stuff and then the new show on uh, Monday or Tuesday, depending on when Birdman uh, edits and has it out. Okay, son, now you're starting to scare the viewers. Just act normal. I'd ask you to do the same, but I'm afraid that ship has sailed. Why are there so many ostriches? But you have a game that is dipped in the f***. Ropey, thick, window cocking. <laughs> so guys, we'll be right back right here on This Week in Geek, only on thisweekingeek.net and many other sites where I syndicate this crap because I'm a media slut. <laughs> I like turtles. Loose like your mom. That's right. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? Me likey tater tots. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net for more geek content and subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can call our voicemail live at 817-717-7202. Follow and message us on Twitter at This Week in Geek. And check out our Instagram at twig underscore official underscore podcast. And if you're the good old-fashioned email type, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll see you next time. And remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. Ah. Oh, uh, that was a, that was a ghost. This, this ectoplasm! Did you see the ghost? It ran through here and slimed me! No, that wasn't me! That was a spooky ghost! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.